Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Pow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Maron. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? Welcome to live WTF at the Trippany House in the Steve Allen Theater. Maybe that's what fucking confused people. The two names. Did you, did you see that sunset tonight? Yeah. How, was that fucking amazing? Did you have this experience? This was the first time this happened. I, that, that sunset was stunning. And I, I stood out in front of my house and I looked at it and I thought, that's stunning. We're all going to die. <laughs> How does that happen? You, you know, like, that, hold on to this. How many more sunsets do I have left? I, just, I feel like I just uh, sort of paraphrased Tom Waits. In uh, Rumblefish, how would that come up? You, you know, like, why would my brain go there? How many summers I got left? You don't remember that? All right, so let's just read a couple emails. Uh, subject line, Primo. Hey, Double M, what the fuck is occurring? I just signed up for the premium access of, or episodes or whatever I got to say. I'm pretty happy about that. First throwback uh, I popped off was the Brendan Small episode because I'm a big home movies fan. The Aussie bombing story was great. I'm slowly trying to get my girlfriend into your show and I think she'll really like that story. Anyways, dot, dot, dot. I lost my enthusiasm for this email. (laughs) (laughs) I had gusto when I started, dot, dot, dot. Big fan, keep it up. Old shit's awesome. Gavin. (laughs) Lost it. This one's a sweet one. Thank you. Mark, I've listened to your podcast for several years. I simply wanted to thank you. Uh, I listen to your podcast as my treat every day when I go out for my daily run. Uh, You've gotten me through training for a a half marathon, which I ran in Madison, Wisconsin, and I kicked ass. You entertained me as I painted our backyard fence in every room in our house when when, uh, preparing to sell our home. You keep me sane as I am killing myself in graduate school. I'm an RN pursuing my master's degree. I'm halfway through a three-year program. Finally, I got clean and sober in 1990 at the age of 19. I'm also a recovering anorexic and bulimic, and I'm so glad you discuss your issues with food so honestly. Your rigorous honesty and integrity are so refreshing. Thank you so much for sharing your story and bringing us the human side of your guests. In the end, thank you for sharing your gift. Dot, dot, dot. Just take the fucking compliment, Marin. (laughs) (laughs) Keep up the great work, Julie. What is this one? Uh, This one's good. Notable user. Hey, Mark, I just wanted to let you know that you have finally made it to the big time. I felt the urge to read the Wikipedia page on nicotine lozenges because I, too, am convinced I have cancer any time a bump, sore, itch, or general ailment of any sort occurs. And I couldn't help but notice and inform you that you are the most notable user of nicotine lozenges. <laughs> Congratulations. I think now you can finally sleep soundly knowing that your legacy will live forever through a seldom-read Wikipedia entry. Seriously, thank you for what uh, WTF it has helped me through a lot of crazy shit in the past few years. Keep doing the big work. Boomer lives, Richard. Yeah, it's very sweet. Harassing Michael Showalter. How could I not read that? <laughs> Dear Mark, I started listening to WTF relatively recently, and in the past few weeks, I've torn through dozens of episodes, mainly on my daily subway, subway ride between Brooklyn and Manhattan. Every episode, you produce an intimate three-way relationship between you, your guests, and me, the listener. 
I personally feel part of each conversation. After having streamed so many Marin interviews into my brain and heart, I've started to believe that I am a welcome insider in the weird and fascinating world of stand-up comedy and show business. It's a nice feeling, but as I recently learned, it's not reality. <laughs> the other day, I saw Michael Showalter on my train ride to work. Like any respectable New Yorker, I usually leave famous people alone, especially in an awkward setting like a quiet subway car. But there I was, listening to you interview Conan on WTF, and I decide that I'm going to walk over to Michael and start a dialogue. That we are going to connect on a quote-unquote human level. And that he will totally be cool with that because I'm an insider and Michael and I have been close friends since episode 162. <laughs> uh, of course, when I went up to him, the only thing I could think of saying was a jittery, hey, I loved Wet Hot American Summer. You totally nailed Jewish summer camp. He begrudgingly thanked me and went back to staring at his iPhone. Reality came rushing back and I felt like such a dork. I sheepishly retreated to my seat and put, back, put my headphones back on, embarrassed for having bothered this nice stranger on his way to work. Nevertheless, I decided that Michael Showalter was a total dick for, <laughs> for not inviting me to have a heart-to-heart -heart with him about summer camp, comedy, and life. Is that wrong? I'm sure we would have had an amazing talk. Anyway, I thought you'd enjoy hearing my little story about how your podcast has had this unintended consequence of encouraging your fans to harass celebrities. I'll try to keep it on the leash next time, but if I see Carlos Mencia or Louis C.K., I'm not sure I'll be able to hold back. Love your show. Keep up the good work. Happy New Year, Jeremy. Okay, I'll read one more. There's some... I like this one. My girlfriend wants you and stuff. The toad is so fucking perfect already. Hey, Mark, I was watching Sleepwalk with me with my girlfriend, and right when you leave with the girl at the bar, she said, when we take a breather, I'm going to have sex with Mark Marin if that's okay. I don't think she means the last three words. <laughs> I'm leaving to go to New York for three years, and while I'm not sure how she's going to make it to your cat-piss-stained garage in L.A., your striking primal sexuality is going to bring her to you eventually. As I type this, she is telling me it's your facial hair. I'm sorry I can't manage the salt and pepper look. Thanks for being an old Jew. She's a Jew too. You know what? Fuck you, Jews. But thanks for being, you know, funny and stuff. Michael. P.S. I wanted to send this via snail mail because I know you like that, but I'm young and virile and don't use my mailbox. <laughs> so I've attached a picture of my little bipolar Jewish slut of a girlfriend <laughs> humping a large tree. I think it's an oak. <laughs> All right, let's get on with it. My, uh, my first guest tonight is a very funny woman, so shut up. <laughs> Those emails always get me. You should have more women on. Why aren't there more women on? Why is it such a sausage fest? <laughs> Maybe she can answer that question in a way that would make it clear to you that there's just more men doing this. <laughs> Most women are like, I'm not going to fucking do that. So uh, she, has a, she has a podcast called Your Mom's House. Maybe some of you uh, 
may remember her from Road Rules, please welcome Christina Pazitsky. 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 Was it? That's close enough. Hi, I'll stand Hi, guys. Up. Hi. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, Pajitsky. What is it, Pajitsky? You don't know how fucking hard it was for me to spell that when every I time I searched it or wanted to tweet you. I mean, it's P-A-Z-S-I-T-Z-K-Y. Yeah. Fuck that. I know, and everybody gets so mad at me, but I don't know. The way I see it, like, I'm, a, I'm an immigrant, dude. My parents escaped from Hungary. So Did they really? Escaped in 1969, and they got put in a camp in Italy for a year. I thought you were going to say here. No. And I was going to be like, I didn't realize we did that to no, Hungary. No, no, no. So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I have to keep the name or something. Yeah, you do, like, absolutely. Wait, do they have Hungarian accents? Yeah, of really? course. What does yeah. that sound like? Do you do one? Yeah, I can do my dad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is what my dad always, he'll Sorry. be like, my dad will be like, Kristika, when I was a child, <laughs> what does he always say? <laughs> oh, I had to eat horse for dinner. <laughs> The revolution came. You understand it? Like he's a crank. Yeah, he, they're tough though. They're so tough, and it. But and that's not what Jews? makes me tough. No. Oh. I kind of want. I wanted to be a Jew growing up, though. You did? Yeah, because I grew but up. You're Hungarian. You're like part. You're part of it. Well, we're we're disenfranchised, I guess, and shit on, right? From Hungary? No, I just don't do in it personally. Europe. No, no, I just don't. like because we're like the sh- we're we're European, but not the good kind of European. You know what I mean? Like. Nobody <laughs> wants to be Hungarian or like we we've only contributed like the Rubik's Cube. That was big though. That was big. That, that was distracted good. a lot of nerds yeah. for a lot of years. <laughs> I know. That defined many of the people I went to junior high with. <laughs> yeah. They just sit there. That was their only claim to fame. Like, ha, done. Did you do it? Were you good Are you at fucking it? kidding me? Like I spent like five seconds with that. I'm like, what is the point of this? I'm I not know. even going to feel like. What, why would I spend my life doing this? Did you cheat and move the stickers around? I totally did. You move the stickers yeah, around. Yeah, no, you guys did that, right? That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to really solve it. I think that when when somebody actually said there's a method to it and they had the directions, I couldn't even fucking figure those out. <laughs> What's the two? That's terrible. Because <laughs> it's only a series of moves. Those kind of people with the mathematical brains and the diligence to focus oh, on things. Oh fuck those and people. Do their yeah. homework and shit. And no, that I can't. Can, do yeah, that. no, fuck that. I can't. But Hungarian food's good. It's heavy. Yes. It's like, you know, like what? What did you? What was like dinner growing up? Okay. Is that so, a weird question? No, not at all. Was it p- potato oriented or yeah, stroganoff? Of- and- <laughs> it was stroganoff. No way, dude. That's that like wrong? way American. Isn't that Hungarian? It's sausage. A lot of sausage. That's potato. Oh, that's good. My mother used to feed me breaded cow brains for many years before I figured out, and they're real mushy. You know, even like they're delicious because they're breaded as yeah. anything is. And I you- remember by the time I was nine, I was like, Mom, what is? <laughs> What is this? She's like, oh, this is cow brains. He's like, what? And then that was the end of. But I like all that. I like blood sausage and gross food. Yeah. Do you eat that stuff? I've I've ate it in Ireland. I have not eaten it in Hungary because I've not been to Hungary. But my my what I'm saying is an Irish themed blood sausage. Is that different than the Hungarian blood sausage? No, no, the Irish. Don't they have haggis? Or that's uh, yeah, yeah, haggis. That's Scotland. But I, I didn't eat that. I, t- I took a bite of it, and I was like, uh, it's not necessary. It's not <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. You know, it's weird. Some yeah. foods are like, oh, you got to try this. You're like, no, no, no. No, not know. really. Not it's really. not on my no, list. I, I could be okay and not do that. Yeah, I like sausage still. I love processed meats. Yeah. I like it's like poor people food. You know, like there's fucking you know there's head no cheese. diets. Head I love head cheese. Really? I uh, yeah. My dad has it in his fridge at all times. Really? Is it like yes. a go-to head cheese stash? Yeah. He like does he stockpile it? I bet like, if we went to his, yeah right now to his fridge, it's nothing but sausage, head cheese, and uh, and uh, oh he loves um, what's that fresca? 
Fresca and head cheese. Yeah. Sure. Who the fuck drinks Fresca? Yeah, well, that... I don't even know where he finds it. That would it. be the... <laughs> that would be the Jewish connection, I think. Is that... Sure. When I was growing up, Fresca was like... It was as if cancer had been cured again for my mother. <laughs> I think it gives you cancer. Yeah, that's exactly it. But Tab and Fresca defined the uh, anorexic Jewish diet in oh, the mid-70s. Yeah. Is that how you, oh, is that how you do it? You just drink soda all day to not eat? Uh, yeah, well, my mother has a lot of systems. Yeah, some of it, it involves um, a lot of uh, coleslaw-ish looking stuff. Um, <laughs> so gross. One-calorie jello cups, a lot Ugh. of those. Non-dairy whipped cream and, and Senecott. So, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, she's got does a system. She, yeah, I, she look, I wish she'd put it in a book. <laughs> does she look good, though? My mother's job in life is to remain 116 pounds. Uh, 116 <laughs> pounds. That's like, if you ask my mother, what do you do? She would say, I weigh 116 pounds. Wow. And if you, at one time I claimed that she was 119 by accident, and that was the only negative email I've gotten from her about my show. How dare you say that I weigh 119 pounds? <laughs> this, is, this is what I grew up with, all right? I wish I grew up with sausage. How, I did how, not grow up with sausage. Do you know how hard it is to stay that? Like, I, I just eat my feelings constantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and, what, uh, what else is, that's what feelings are for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> alone in hotel rooms and eat, you know you get that easy mac from the lobby oh the road dude yeah that you just put the water in it if you're lucky enough to have a microwave and right. then marriott suite hotel yeah just eat those feelings right oh, away fuck yeah, yeah man i i will sometimes on the road i will here's i'll, I'll play this game with myself and it usually <laughs> starts with this you go into that little area they have for it's usually connected to the front desk right the food snickers cubby. and yeah, shit but yeah it, this is how it starts with me oh fucking ice cream are you kidding me <laughs> That's how it starts. I'm going to fucking... That's great. And single servings. I'm going to get three of those. The single serve Ben and Jerry's. And a bar. Give me a bar. And like Twix. I'll get the big Twix. And then I just go up to my room and shovel that shit into my face. And like right when I'm about to pass out from sugar, I jerk off. Yeah. Yeah, you have to incorporate masturbation into your sadness regime on the road. That's a poor man's speedball. That's a sober... It totally is. It's a sober man speedball. <laughs> you're just surrounded by fucking rappers and a washcloth, and you're like, oh, I'm there. I'm there. And pornography, yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank God for so internet depressing. porn when it comes to that. You, you remember the days when I you do. had to suffer through hotel room porn? <laughs> never, no. I never did that. I was never. Oh. What I did do was, uh, you know, my dad had like VHS tapes, like yeah. stashes, and I'd you know, accidentally find those. Yeah, for an hour. And learn about life. Yeah, yeah. That's how I learned, you know, like Ron Jeremy was in those. And really? That's how you learned about fucking? Yeah, he was my first. Well, that, you know, yeah. I think Isn't that so. an amazing moment? I was thinking about that. Yeah. I don't know if I talked about it on the show. I think I wrote about it in my book that, you know, you already want to f- do something. You know, your groin has a calling. Right. At a certain age, you're like, oh my God, it needs to do something. Right. But you, you're not real clear on what it's supposed to yeah. do. Or like, like I had sexual feelings for boys in my yeah. class, but then you're like, I just want to, I just want to fucking hold his hand so bad. <laughs> you're like, you don't know, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, I just want to, I don't know, I don't know what to do after that. But yeah, I want to yeah. rub him. I yeah, want to rub on you him. You don't even know. Yeah. yeah. But that first time you see how the equipment fits together, it's like, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Right. That is the most amazing thing. Right. It's like the universe opens up. It goes in there. Right. God damn it. Right. Yeah, and then you just feed that you into your it. hard drive, and you're like, you know what to jerk <laughs> off to, as opposed to just a vague sensation that's followed by like a, oh, God, what's happening? That's good. <laughs> now you can attach uh, imagery to it. Right. 
I think I couldn't understand why girls wanted that because it looks pa- it looks painful. Yeah. You don't right, understand right. that He's that stabbing might... me. Right. Yeah. So for the longest time, I was like, oh, this is a nightmare. Like I have to do this. <laughs> At some point in my life, the pressure, that you know? thing's got to go, yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. It's just so awful. And then my mom bought me this book called the, the What's Happening to My Body Book for Girls. Do you remember that shit? Did, anyone, had, like, did anyone get that? Diagrams. Yes. Oh, you got that. Something like that, yeah. What's happening? Maybe that was the version <laughs> your parents gave you. Yeah, like very, you got the bargain very, bin. <laughs> you were you were a problem. That was the second, like. But, you know, but what a fearful! You can't, you can't use the general one. Yeah, what a fearful title. What's happening to me? As opposed to like, oh, it's just puberty, kid, <laughs> which would have been a better title. What, what, what did it have? Pictures or anything? Not even photos. It, drawings, like modest, creepy drawings. Yes. Yeah. Right, like pubic hair looks like this, and then just creepy, swirly. Like clinical, or just kind of so clinical, so boring. Did yeah. your parents? My parents had like the joy of sex. That was fucking ridiculous. That's terrifying. Because they were really realistic people, uh, like drawings <laughs> hippies, of these right? troopy hippies. Yeah. You know, like a long-haired dude. You know, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. some like hippie lady. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so advanced. Like, it's so advanced. Like, who the fuck has time to put your hands together like this? Give it an around the way. And you're like, I don't want to do that. When you're married, too, you're like, just, I don't know. Let me lay on my side. Just, why are we talking? Yeah. You're married to a fucking comic. Yeah. Tom Segura, very funny guy. Oh, he's so great. He is great. I know, know, I love him. When I met you up in uh, Grand Rapids for the first time, and you guys, you were both, no, you were just up there, not Tom. But, like, I was married to a a fledgling comic who unfledged. Um, She's out. You were? Yeah, I was married to a comic. I know that. But she she wasn't really a working comic quite. But you guys are both funny in your own right. You both work. Right. So it must be a little better than, you know, (laughs) having one of you resent the other one for standing in their way somehow. Yeah, I imagine that's what it... What, I mean, look, Tom and I are lucky in that we both started at the same time. Yeah. And, and we both have, like, a level of success that we're happy with and we're happy people. So, yeah. like, thank God, dude. Because I imagine that the competition's crazy if you, if you, you just hate each other, right? Well, the the so biggest problem was, like... Like, because she was starting out, was that I would watch her, and we were very clear about like, you know, you're gonna do your own thing, I'm gonna do my thing. You yeah. know, I, you know, I, I do. I don't want to step on your shit. I don't want you to resent me for that. But do little did I know that there was no way that wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> so, the hardest thing is watching the person you love do comedy and having that moment where like, oh, oh I know, I know, like this isn't working out. You know, like I know. not the marriage, the bit. You know, where you're like, you <laughs> I know. know. Like, I thought the marriage was going fine, but I was like, oh, she's got to punch that up. You know what I mean? Like, do I suggest something? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, he, and then he starts saying things like, I don't think you're really clicking with what's funny about you, um, oh, but you're close. Yeah, yeah, Did you yeah, ever yeah. do that? No, dude, no. <laughs> no, like, no, because I married someone, you know, I think he's, I think he's so funny that I, I, like, aspire to be where he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we, I don't know. But I couldn't imagine, because I know comics that have done that, where they date kind of... You know, open micers and you're making it sound like a like a uh, like a uh, sorry, an, is this terrible? Like, like an AA crime, right? I know, you know like <laughs> where, where the sober dude for five years says like, "There's a confused girl that's just getting clean." Yeah, totally. Why don't I fuck her life up? Totally, because yeah. because I can't even be friends with people I don't I don't think are funny. You know what I mean? Like, let alone have uh, sex with them and, and have yeah. a life with them. Like, yeah. oh, that's great. You're doing good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just keep trying. Just get out there. You it's can't a, lie. You can't lie. You know. 
it's <laughs> hard. It was hard. You know, but I really thought she was going to click into it, you know, because sometimes, like, yeah. you, you know, people get funny. Yes, over... I absolutely, and the older and, and awfuler your life becomes, and the funnier you get, don't yeah. you find? The, the less you give a fuck, yeah. and the angrier you get, yeah. the funny just comes. I agree, and the more you admit to awfulness, I find like having awful <laughs> thoughts and feelings, <laughs> it makes you a lot better. Well, you really own yeah. that shit. I mean, you just yeah. get out there and like, ah, oh, fuck it, yeah. oh, look, at, <laughs> look at me. Yeah, I give up, I do, yeah. <laughs> I have a little bit. Have you? What, yeah, well, it? no, I mean, you know, I've been doing stand-up just 11 years or whatever, and I, in my that's 20s... That's enough, that's good. Yeah, it's enough to, like... It's a lot, you're there. To love and hate and, you know, but... No, you're almost a veteran. Really? Sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, another two years, you're fucking, like, you're one of the old people. Wow, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because in my 20s, I just, I think that nobody, nobody cared for me. Nobody could stand me talking. Yeah. Because really, who the hell wants to hear a 20-year-old talk about anything, and and then, you know, you hit 30 and then life happens and, yeah. and you're fatter and yeah. bitter and it's great. <laughs> and, and that's where comedy's from, right? Well, how do you answer the thing about what, like women? <laughs> oh, yeah. And comedy? The because whole like, thing? I, like I, I know the yeah. answer. For some reason, okay. like, and I don't know, like, now people criticize me for asking you that no, question. You can oh, ask. does he have to talk about women in comedy just because she's a woman? Yes. Yeah, yes. of course. That's Who fine. else am I supposed to talk to? Like, it's there's fine. this weird sort of politically correct, like, pseudo-evolved fucking... It's ridiculous, like, that you're not going to... Like, you, can't people just be people? No, she's a chick, <laughs> and, and I'm going to talk about chick shit with her. You can do that, bro. Thanks, bro. Because... Real comic. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Okay, what do you want? Well, my... Yeah. The way I see it, it's like not... And unfairly so, not like any yeah. other workplace where... where there's less women. Right. There's just less women doing comedy. I mean, if I was hard-pressed right. to make a big list of women comics that I know, I mean, how many are there? Yeah, there's like five of us working. <laughs> no, uh, literally, like uh, like doing the, actively doing the circuit, there's just so few. And I think some of that uh, is that the it's just not conducive to chicks doing it. Like, when I had to feature at a feature coming up you know you're doing real real shitholes yeah real dangerous places you know yeah. hibachi grills in florida sure, sure. Uh, where guys are wearing jean shorts and they're barefoot and they've got tattoos and you're like i'm gonna get killed tonight or just raped if i'm lucky like that's the horrible that's <laughs> like well uh did, so, did, what, did shit happen? No, and that's the, the I mean, God, knock on wood, it, the blessing of it is that the world's not so scary. It's not as scary as my parents told me it was. Or TV tell us. Or the, TV, yeah. yes. And I've been so fortunate to, to never have had those, those bad things. But it is a harder row to hoe, man. Is that the right saying? Is, sure. it, is it road or row? Row I think to I, hoe. It's, wouldn't row. it be what? What? Row. Row? What does that mean? Then? <laughs> There's a... a you farm. Oh, it's farming. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a row. That's yeah, right. Like yeah. if there's like roots and rocks, that's right. that would be a harder road to. It's a, a harder. Road to, and hoe. And can I tell you? Okay, my social theory on this because I th I've fucking been thinking about this for like ten years too. Women are socialized to be pleasers. We're socialized to get along and to facilitate good feelings for everybody all the time. So the act of stand-up comedy, it's just you and a mic, and you're basically being like, "You guys can fucking suck it." Like at least in my head, <laughs> that's where my energy is from. Is right, but in a, in a fun, loving, whatever. 
You know what I mean? Like it's it's about asserting your power, and yeah, that's a yeah. really tricky thing in society, and it's still not worked out, and that's why people hate female comics to some extent. Like there's a love hate thing going right. on. I think either you love female comics or you just like people just hate them. Right, but also, but but I think it it, it is a, a a harder row to hoe. Nailed it, Marin. Hey, oh, good job. But good, I think good. that the uh, the broads that do it, right? Am I right? <laughs> they got a fucking edge yeah. to them. I mean, they're like fucking up there doing it. Right. Like, like you got It's about connecting with the audience. And, right. and you're right. They have been socialized improperly. That's a bigger issue that Correct. you or I can't really fix. Correct. Except in our own little way, like we're doing right now. There you go. We just, you know, if you're listening to this, right. stop expecting women to help you because they won't. <laughs> all right. Well. They just do it to help <laughs> themselves ultimately. <laughs> Oh, did I fuck that up? No, and that too. And I think like, you know, female, like we're rewarded for just being hot. Like you look at what um, what society rewards or the te- or media, and it's Kim Kardashian. It's like, um, just hot, and I had a baby, and I'm back to being 100 pounds. And we're supposed to be really excited for a that. A hero. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, you did it, Courtney. <laughs> and uh, it's like, I don't. And I tour, and outside of L.A., like, nobody gives a shit about the Kardashians. Isn't that so the greatest thing about America? It's awesome. That you just go out there, and there's just people living their lives. Normal people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing about care. the scary thing is, is true, too. It's like, you, you, you're led to believe that if you just go in, out into the world, that, like, at every <laughs> corner, there's a guy waiting to kill you, or something <laughs> yeah. fucking horrible is going to happen. Right. And the truth of the matter is, having been on the road for a long time... If you sense one of those fucking whack jobs, yeah, you sense them. Yeah, like they're they're like if True there's story. someone in the audience that's a bad seed, yeah, you know, I know it within seconds. Like I can stand in the back of the room and just feel a room and be like, that table is going to be a problem. Yep. Yeah. And sure enough, right at the beginning, they're they're there. There's chaos. There's a vibe emanating, yeah. and they're going to fucking bring the rest of the goddamn place down with them. <laughs> I, yeah, I can even hear it sometimes backstage. Right, That right. table, like that gaggle of girls is like, oh, yeah, it's my birthday. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, the birthday table's here. Here that comes. So I'll get in trouble if I don't talk about Road Rules because okay, my okay. girlfriend loves you. Uh-oh. So Road Rules, she loved that show and she loved you on it. I guess that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> yeah. It's but, so old. Um, yeah, yeah. But I just want to say. How old is that. she? Because then that she must have grown. She's up younger. A bit. Can yeah. we leave it at that? Oh. The, um, <laughs> Sorry. She's twenty nine. She's okay. 29. Yeah. So she probably grew up watching it. You know what's so funny? I've done all these shows. <laughs> she was probably just a tot. <laughs> Diapers, just watching me on road. Uh, I, I didn't know her then, so I'm in, I'm yeah. good. This didn't start then. Yeah. No, I've done so. I've done other TV shows, but no, that road rules. No, not not. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that it resonates with people on some level. Like that's the show people always remember me from, and I'm kind of glad because, like, I, I I thankfully wasn't a douchebag on that show, <laughs> right. and you, it's really easy to be a douchebag on, on road rules. So yeah, I'm kind of lucky. You know, I was 20 years old. I was angry, and I was a philosophy major, and I chain smoked. I got a tramp stamp on that. What, what do you got? What do you got? I back got a there? Chinese dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so embarrassing, but not as embarrassing as what my castmates did. Two of them got the road rule symbol on their body, <laughs> and I contemplated it, so I can't really throw stones. You went with the dragon, though. That's the cool dragon. Yeah. yeah, I just that one. Yeah, and, and that was, was before tramp stamps were really huge, <laughs> right? I'm a trendsetter. Mark. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I saw a lizard on an ass. I'm like, I'm in trouble. 
I, <laughs> Are you tatted? Do you have no, any? No, no, hell no. What am I, I going to do with that? What, I mean, I can... Uh, like, uh, no, I don't know what... I just... The only thing I could... <laughs> Only, the only thing I could ever think to put on me would be like like my parents' address. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If uh, found. <laughs> so great. That's smart. So what happened to Chelsea? Let's do it. Oh my gosh. You're like a regular on there. Now, do you like I her? Know. Do you like her? Can I tell you something? All okay. Right. Well. Sure. Okay. Because I've I like I haven't told really the story because I've been like I, I've been ashamed. Because mm. okay, I'll tell you what happened. I got, you got fi- I got fired from Chelsea lately. Uh, how do you how does that happen? They went oh, <laughs> you guys are so sweet. I I did, and it's been like two years since, and I was it was one of those things where I was so I've been listen I've been fired a lot. Okay, I, yeah. I had twenty two jobs uh, before I became a comedian, and I was fired from a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but getting fired from that show really—it really—it uh, was just a oh, it hurt, it hurt. Yeah, yeah. But what I was happened? on, yeah, I was on the round table for for like a year, and then um, Jen Kirkman, who you know, left sure. to go write on sitcom, and right. then I ended up replacing her as a writer, and I just—I fucking hated it. <laughs> I hated every day. <laughs> I was so miserable. I would get in my car and cry on the way home. Oh. <laughs> And I would just try to hang in there, you know, and you're like, yeah. maybe this will get better. Like, it's a maybe. writing job. It's a writing gig. And I was, at the time, my husband and I were living in downtown L.A. in, like, just a one-bedroom apartment. Just broke as a joke. Burt Kreischer, when he would pick up Tommy for gigs, wouldn't even stop the car. He was so afraid. <laughs> he was just kind of like, Burr, come down here. And then take <laughs> off. <Circle. laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, we were broke, and I was just hoping it would get better. And, uh so yeah, so I got fired after writing on that show for like just a month. But no, don't feel bad for me because I, in retrospect now, because I see a shrink too, like once a week I work Good. out my shit. Sure. Um, I think my ego didn't want me to write for someone else. And that sounds really horrible. But the whole time I was writing jokes for other people, uh, I was just like, oh, why am I writing jokes for this girl? I should be writing jokes for this girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was in that process where I was like, what, what am I doing? And I'm sure they picked up on that. But right. I like had animosity yeah, and resentment. Yeah, the fuck you face. Yeah, yeah the shitty What? Attitude. You want more jokes? <laughs> yeah, like I was probably the worst employee. Yeah. And I've always been a bad employee, like historically. So it, it prompted me to go on the road and really hammer it out and really try to do my thing. Well, I think so. you found a rare gift in a shrink that actually tells you to honor your ego's desires. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy's got a real racket going. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, you got to follow what the ego tells you, you gotta, to do because <laughs> it certainly knows best. That's where ambition is. That's so good. Oh, my God, you're right. I'm the worst person ever. No, you're not. I'm just saying it's just a rare moment where it's sort of like, hey, your ego made the right decision. That's something you <laughs> never hear in therapy. No, I don't think she validated. I think she validated the fact that I'm way happier now. And well, I'm glad hindsight. you yeah. did it. Fuck it. Who cares? Right, but at the time, if you've been fired, it's, it's fucking appalling. It's yeah. really terrible. Yeah, it's humiliating. But you wanted it. Can I tell you? I did subconsciously, yeah. I believe. The best yeah. part is, is the girl from accounting had to walk me out. To, to my car, with you know, your box? with your box of bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> and I had brought so much bullshit. Like I had a, I had a Gigi Allen bobblehead. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's a Chelsea fit in, right? Like, <laughs> if there's one thing Handler likes, it's Gigi Allen. Uh, and you know, just stupid. I had all these dumb tchotchkes, yeah. and then I am in my box, and this poor girl from accounting had the task of 
walking me to my car so that I get out of the parking lot and then I have to give back the, the pass. The pass. Yeah. And at one point I was crying and I was like, um, can we stop in the stairwell so that I can cry before I get in my car? <laughs> this poor girl had to watch me cry. <laughs> that poor bitch, there's no way she thought that would happen to her that day when she went to work. <laughs> she had to watch some stupid comic cry in the stairwell. How long did you go for? Oh, the crying? Yeah. Just like good 15. And then <laughs> the... I can't believe this. I actually tried. Like all that fucking ridiculousness. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm explaining this to my parents. Uh, and the best part is I had just switched from a Blackberry to an iPhone. Yeah. And so I get in my car and I don't know how to dial my husband <laughs> because I just switched over and I'm panicked. Like, I gotta tell my husband I got fired. <laughs> so, yeah. So the best part is I was scheduled to do the round table two days later. After having been canned, yeah. And I'm in Vegas. I just met my husband in Vegas. He was working there. So I drive back from Las Vegas. I do it. And it was great. And it was fine. And yeah, and I did it. And and I wish I could say that, you know, that Chelsea was mean to me or that they were dicks. Like, they weren't. Yeah. It totally wasn't like that. So you're saying they made the right call. (laughs) They totally did. (laughs) Christina. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, you did it. Thank you. And you got to go. You got to catch a plane. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Nice to see you. Yeah, you're awesome. I love it. You guys are great audience. It's nice in here. It's warm. It's sweet. This next guy is uh, he's British. And he's a Jew. <laughs> Some of you are like, they have him there? Uh, how do I want to enter him? He's the son of uh, Lynn and Andrew <laughs> Kirshen. Uh, were you bar mitzvah, Matt? Yeah, you... No, don't come out. Uh, his podcast is probably science. Please welcome the man, Matt Kirshen. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I had the vault misfit and everything. I, I'm, I can't. It's so why, why am I? Why is this such a Jewy show for me? Why am I so Jewy sometimes? I don't know, but this is what's freaking you out: is that a British Jew is less Jewy than a New York Gentile? Yeah, I, uh, like that. That's what I think. That's, that's yeah, the that's problem. True, that's, that's exactly true. what it is. Like I'm thinking, like all my New York friends, like doing like Paul Provenza or someone like that, who grew up as an Italian. He's an Italian New Yorker. Yeah, he's ten times Jewier than I am. And he but, still has his thing. But like, I remember the first time that I, I found out that, <laughs> that there were Jews in, in Britain. I mean, of course there are. Yeah, of course. Of but course. like when someone of course, told it's me, much closer to where Jews came from. I know, but they, they don't have a, a great like, time over there. I mean, culturally, I ran into to casual anti-Semitism everywhere in Britain. Everywhere. Just yeah. sort of like they're not afraid to like Jew it down. Okay. They, they say Jew it down. Do they and, say that really? Yeah, yeah, right to my face. Yeah, but that might just be, you know, you, you're being Jewy. <laughs> Oh, so you guys have had to just stuff your Jew into this weird British thing. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, was it actually anti-Semitism or was it anti-Americanism that you sort of went, nah, they don't like me because I'm Jewish. And I'm like, no, it's no, the American No, thing. someone used the word, someone knew I was Jewish and then said something along the lines of Jewing someone down. Like to my really? face. Really? In relation to like, is this something you do? Because I was a Jew for 20, like 27 years in Britain before uh-huh. I came over here. And uh-huh. I... Never I never got, got that. that. I really? never got Jew it but down. But who knows you're Jewish in Britain? You all talk to say. Well, school friends. Yeah. But, but they're, they're not going to do it. 
But you could pass, right, as a non-Jew, right? Yeah, I could, I could until, until I go to, like, a urinal or something like that, then. Because no one, no one, like, Americans are all snipped whether they're Jewish or not, but, uh, like, in Britain, there's a real distinction. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you show your dicks to each other a lot there? Well, you know, I mean, to show them something? that you're not threatening, or, if necessary, that you are threatening. It's a calling card. But I just remember when I, when I heard someone, when, like when I was in high school and someone said Bob Hoskins was Jewish, I'm like, how is that even possible? Yeah, Bob, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, Shylock. Uh, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> it's just, I mean, that's, you know, Shakespeare was English and yeah. he, he put a Jew in his work. Sure he did. Yeah, and he, he defined the Jew for the anti-Semites for many years. Yeah. yeah. So. He gave us a gift with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but no, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It doesn't freak me out so much. I should just get over it. But I, I think it is, it is less... I think it's less of an identity, but then it's less... I think where your family's from is less of an identity anyway in Britain. Yeah. I, like, people... Pe- like, my friends when I was growing up, like, people don't... Go like I, you know, you go like I'm an Italian American or an Irish American or right. whatever. Like the only people who would say that they were Irish in Britain were Irish, right? right like right. they're actually sure. born and raised in Ireland and have an Irish accent. Like no one whose parents then, were Irish would you... say they say like my parents were Irish, but they'd say I'm British, right? And it's I think you're less defined by by where your family's from. Of course, but you know, you that's because you come from there. Here, everyone came from other places, and right? There was a, a sort of that's how we built this thing, right? But we, I mean, like my family was like third or my fourth family. generation. Oh really? Like they came over, they were pre-war. I think they sort of they were to Britain, you mean? Yeah, yeah. They were they fl- they fled like Eastern Europe when and they went there and they fled to. And that's why you talk like that. Yeah. And like if what... they had come here, then you'd be like, "Hey, how are you?" Right? Yeah, that's pretty much how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I like that. But, so, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I think it's. Eleven or twelve years. Two thousand and one was when I started. And what what was the original uh, goal for you, like as a child? Is is this what you were destined for, or were you some other? Because uh, you seem from, a little from mid teens. Like from from a, when I was a child, child, it was astronaut. Sure. And I was a science nerd. You were? Oh yeah, totally. So you're like a brainy guy. Do your homework, kind of like look what I did. No, See, I, you strike me that way. I was lazy but good at it. Oh really? Yeah. So was, it was easy for you. Yeah. That's until even, until oh. I went to university and then it got really hard. But like, you, I did a math degree, and then... You did a math degree? Yeah, but then, like, I had that experience, which I think was actually useful for becoming a stand-up later. I had that experience of going from being really good to just really mediocre, which happens every every time in stand-up. You take a step up a level. Yeah. That's what happens. Like, you're an open micer, yeah. and then you start... And then you're, like, headlining the open mic, so then you go to be, like, the open spot in the pro gig, and yeah. then you're, like, right down in the middle. Yeah. And each time it happens, you step up a level, and you're playing with the, the bigger guys. Yeah. And, you, and you, 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 you did all the levels. And that's what happened to me as a, like at university. I was, like, school, I found relatively easy. High See, school. like, I think that's why I didn't like you. Right, that'll be yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you sort of exude, sort of like, oh, I, I can do this, I can do that. You know what I mean? But nothing, ath- <laughs> you know, not, nothing athletic, but I mean, but you could... <laughs> like, I'm a very undisciplined smart guy, but I just knew that you were like, oh, do you have a problem with that? Let me just get a piece of paper and... <laughs> Oh, I see you didn't carry that, the thing. <laughs> but, like, university was a shock. Like, university was a proper yeah. shock to me. I came from... I was, like, school I found easy, and then university I, I nearly got thrown out. Like, I just went from being, like... Because I tried to coast that as well, and I couldn't. Yeah. Did you freak out? Did you have a meltdown at college? No, but I had to claim I had to let them let me stay. Really? Yeah, I had to completely bullshit. Like, a, I bullshitted a breakdown. 
For, to, for why? Because I failed my exams, and that was the only reason that they'd let me stay. I had to... How did yeah. you sell that one? I don't know, but it took some work. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a proper effort, but that was, that was my second year at university. I was... I probably shouldn't be saying this out loud, but I think... I can't think... I don't think they can take the certificate back now. And even if they did, I like it's not like I have to show my yeah. degree to get a gig. That's right. They're, that's right. They're like you know you're not using it anyways, right? Yeah. No, I haven't <laughs> used it at any point since leaving since leaving this. It's graduating. So you got a head full of fucking math, man? Not anymore. I did. Like Ten- what kind of math? Like what? Like how how'd you go? Like it was. I did mostly the pure math courses. What does that even mean? It means the. <laughs> It I didn't know there was a quality degree. Uh, like, yeah, you're dealing with the dirty shit. You there's, know what I mean? That's that's not pure real and math. applied. And what it meant was there's basically what? What's an applied one? mathematics. Okay, okay, applied mathematics. Just that, so, that's just sort of like I have two of these. Yeah, that's pretty much and it. And now there's one. That's and then that's the pure mathematics is like okay, you say you got two of these. Yeah. Now really prove that you do. And that's look, what. Look. There's yeah, like there things. was there were courses like there was the analysis course that was rigorous to the point of like you, we spent a whole lecture proving that if you've got like a line there and there's a dot below it and a dot above it, if you connect those two dots, then it'll cross the line. Yeah. And that was a lecture. That was a lecture? That was a whole lecture just kind of proving that that thing goes through that thing. See, this is the kind of personality I, I am. Like, I would have been like, oh, this is bullshit. And I would have gotten up, went to the board and just did it. And I'm like, <laughs> We so good? Just and I get a big laugh, and I'd be like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> and I look at the teacher with the follow that fucker face. <laughs> That's who I was. Yeah, and no, I was too well behaved. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> but I think you're, I think you're breaking out, man. You, so, how, what, what brought you over here? Because you're here now, right? Yeah, you're, I, like the, I see you around. What a lot. brought me over here in the first place was I did Last Comic Standing, oh which kind of happened by accident almost. Like they were auditioning in London. And someone I knew was helping to run those London auditions. Yeah. It was like I went. I was like the one season where they did that. Yeah. And I just went to the comedy store in London, did that thing, and got through. And didn't like didn't even realize, like no one in London, none of my friends or anything knew what the show really was or knew what the deal was with it. Yeah. Like when I, you know, when you do, they show the LA auditions and there's people lining up around the block. Yeah. For the London one, they had to hire extras to stand in that line. <laughs> Like if you watch back season five, there's like there's a guy dressed as like a beef eater, and then it's like a queen lookalike, and that, and they did. I think they had that kind of planned anyway. But then for the actual thing, they're like, this doesn't look good. Like we need to, because because everyone was really suspicious of it. Like, well, who are these Americans, and what are they doing here, and why? Uh, and then we all sort of showed up, and then some of us ended up in America, and then we're like, oh shit! Like quite a lot of people watch this thing. Oh, and you're just thrown into the gladiator ring. Yeah, totally. And, and then you don't, you don't. I didn't realize like all the nonsense that went with it either. I thought you just do the shows, and then they oh, vote, no, vote you on you. Oh no, you gotta live with the other people. I was and... the one season where we didn't all live together. We, we were in a hotel. They didn't film us living together, but they still made me like dress up in a jester's costume and. Tell Why? jokes in medieval times. Re- just you? No, just, well, all of us. Little, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah they didn't even film it either. They just uh, <laughs> this wasn't filmed. It was just like the producers made me do it. They made me do all sorts of things. They, I had get to get the guy with the funny voice in here and put him in an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a not it was a weird experience. But that's what got me over here and got me in a position where I had my visa and I had some people who come out and see me when I did gigs, and then I just carried on from there. But the weird thing about, about where you came up doing comedy is like, and the one thing that we don't know about it, which like some people are starting to do now, is like if you're centered in Europe, your one-nighters and your road gigs are like fucking Dubai 
and like uh, you know you go to like oh, Norway yeah. or Scandinavia like it's just like it, yeah there's this whole circuit of gigs in different countries mostly playing to expats but right. some locals have you done those yeah yeah absolutely and they're some of them are really fun, and then some of them are really weird and awkward. Or um, well, let's d- hear about one of those. Well, Dubai, I find unpleasant. Dubai, you went to Dubai. Yeah, I've been to Dubai, and I don't like that country. Isn't I'm that sure like you've a, got it, some Dubai listeners, but fuck them. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like the, the country just feels like insti- it, the people we were gigging to anyway, for the most part, feel like people have moved from a country to somewhere where they can just construct their own class right, system. Isn't it, isn't it like a magical kingdom? Well, it kind of is a magical kingdom built on slavery. <laughs> That's how all magical kingdoms are. Right, exactly. Like below below the surface. That as the fairy tales generally. As long as you don't pay attention to the fact that there's that it's all built by sort of Indian laborers who are technically paid, but paid far below a living wage and they don't have their passports and they can't work their way back. And then you find that out and it's like, well, this is really uncomfortable. Did you open with that? Uh yeah, and you're like (laughs) (laughs) What up, Dubai? Uh (laughs) here's something I noticed about you people. It, it, uh, it, was, it was weird. And I oh, also, any of those gigs, whenever you go there, they try to show you where the, where the hookers are. Yeah. They try to show you where the... Pro- they're like, they, you get there, and you're met by... They're, always, they're often run by some guy who lives, lived out there for 20 years. An and then you do the gig, and they're like, right, let's go out and have some fun. And that, that, what that always means is I'm, we're going to go somewhere where there are prostitutes nearby, and I'm going to be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be uncomfortable. What, 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 what do you end up doing in that situation? Well, right? in one case, it, we, what we ended up doing it was me and th- two other comics. It was Roe Campbell and Janice Fair. And we ended up... Uh, Janice? They Janice. bring women to Oh, this? yeah, yeah. There's this, place, there's this place in Singapore that's called Orchard Towers that's c- locally known as Four Floors of Whores. <laughs> but, like, it's this bar and it's huge. Like, every level's got different bars. And, and it, they're not technically brothels, but every woman in there... Apart from like me and like a few other like, like the struck the comedian I was with, yeah. like pretty much all the women in there yeah. are, are for hire. But yeah. uh, but they've got like a live band playing. There's like a Filipino covers band, and we nearly got chucked out for stage diving. Uh-huh. Like we, we were like hammered and dancing and being dicks and jumping around, and yeah. the, like the bouncer gets closer and closer. And we're like, we might want to stop doing this now. You were disrupting business. You were yeah. having a, the wrong kind of fun. Yeah, and like I. I, I found it so uncomfortable because I didn't want to. I didn't want to go home with any of them. I've got nothing ethically against prostitution. I think like if someone wants to make a living that way, good for them. But I didn't want to do that. And what I what got me was I kept like every so often you catch the eye of one of the women and they go from chatting to their friends to, to like sort of smiling at you. And I recognise that as the same smile I do when I leave a gig and bump into one of the audience members. <laughs> Right, it's that same face. You know the face you do when you're leaving a gig and you're, or you're selling merch or whatever and you're chatting to your friend and then someone comes up and might buy a CD and yeah. you're like, uh, uh, hey, <laughs> yeah, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at Smiley making eyes. And it was that do face. You, do you generally fuck those people for money? Uh, you, At the like, end of your gig? Yeah, well, you, I mean, you, you get to sell CDs to proper fans, but i got to do something. <laughs> you got to make a living on the road. Yeah, I don't, the prostitute thing, I don't, that's not my bag. No, it's not. I don't know. It, it just feels like it's taking out the sense of achievement. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You don't have to earn it unless you ask them to act that way, I guess. Right. Like, if you pay a prostitute, like, how much is it? Uh, well, let's say it's like $100, and, and then you go, well, how much would it be if you acted like I'm really you know, getting over on you? And they're like, oh, that's $500. You need to pretend that. Right, or, or just give them the money and ask one of their friends to chat you up later, but don't tell me which one it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> then maybe I'll think like it could be like maybe maybe this is a friend or maybe she stiffed me for the money and this is a genuine encounter between a woman who's just spied me for the first time and really fancies me. <laughs> like that, that's what I'd have to do psychologically. So I think well, it seems like a, an available fantasy. You could probably get that. Yeah, going. or I, you know, I could just not do it. At not all. do it and <laughs> save my money on that front. So, so, okay, yeah. so Dubai, now you're, you're like, did you go to Scandinavia? They want me to go to Norway. Did you go to I've, Norway? I've not gone to Norway. I've gone to Finland. How was which that? Was, it was really fun. Like, it was, uh, the, the weird thing about that gig was I was, I was closing the, the show, the, and I was the, the only non-Finnish act on the bill. Uh-huh. So the whole show was, was in Finnish, and I couldn't understand a word of it. I don't it. even know what that sounds like. It's really odd. And, and you don't, you, you know, I like to listen to the rest of a show to find out what people are talking about, so sure, you know, I don't step sure. on any material. I didn't even know when it was time for me to be introduced, because the MC was in Finnish, yeah. and he, every so often he'd sound like he was building up to saying my name, and I'd, I'd sort of turn to the other comic backstage and go, is he about to... And he's like, no, 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 he's talking about shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sort of ramped it up again, and, and then I go out. And, but is but it, it, it's it, cool, because they, you know, they... They love comedy out there. The Scandinavian countries... I don't think Finland's technically Scandinavia, but, they, but that whole part of the world, they love comedy. They've got a kind of bleak, dark sense of humor. Oh, i got to go there, then. And, yeah, and, and their English is remarkably fluent. Like, it's insultingly good. Really? Yeah, you, you go there and just go, I can't speak any languages to, the, to a fraction of the level that you can speak six. Yeah. And is everybody beautiful there? They're, they're beautiful and tall, and it's ridiculous. Like, I've never felt like such a hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my sort of tall English Jew, like pale face, and they're all like they're sort of they're. I know they one like guy elves. who went to Scandinavia, and he was blown away because he stopped at a convenience store, and he walked in, and he thought, like, why is there a supermodel working at the Seven Eleven? Right, I mean, you know, they, yeah, there'll be a woman just walking just behind the bar, and she'll be like six foot and stunning, and yeah, oh and in in any other place, like she walk into the place, and everyone would just go, huh? But you don't, because everyone looks like that. Not uh, everyone, but there are, yeah, there are, there's something in the genes. They just, most places where the genes got isolated, it doesn't work well. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. normally you want to, you want to be mixing genetics. You want to be mixing areas for people to turn out not weird. But for some reason, they just hit some sweet spot in that little peninsula. And Matt Kirshen, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah, you can uh, move down. All right, so like lock in, folks, because this guy's generally aggravated. Um, I've known him for a long time, and like quite frankly, early on, he was just too aggravated for me, even. But I think he seems to have leveled off a bit. Uh, he's got a movie that he wrote and directed that's premiering on Comedy Central called Jason Nash is Married. I don't know, I think that's probably what the emphasis is as well, right? Please welcome Jason Nash to the podcast. Hi, Jason. Mark. Yeah. Wow. Here we go. This is fucking great. Yeah. Even like even now, like I'm, ex- you're exuding an intensity that I find. I know. I know. We don't get along. I don't know. What to no, tell we you. get along, I, I, but you're just always so wired up. And... I know. I know. My father fucking ruined me at an early age, Mark. What can I tell you? Good open. I'm, I'm Good a mess. Open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First of all, I love the show. Can okay. I, can I, I'll start with a couple sure. of things. Sure. I love the show. I listen to the show when I work out, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm. I'm fat as shit, so I need to get something else. Uh, you look all right. No, no, no. I'm free. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> all right so, I fucking, I fucking love, love the show. And you are, 
I mean, up and down. I Sometimes I want to fucking drive over to wherever you live in the barrio. I don't know where you live. Yeah. And smack you around. Sometimes I'm fucking lifting weights and crying. I'm going, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And, and uh, so I was just share two things. Okay. You're super fucking talented Thank at this. Thank you very much. You're a great I like, I like. I've always liked your stand-up. Thank you. Uh, you. You have no idea how to interpret your own dreams. <laughs> you are the worst interpreter of your own dreams I have ever fucking heard in my... I scream at the, on the treadmill. I go, that's uh, so fucking obvious, Mark. Can't you see? Which one are you talking about? Okay, like, you'll, like you'll, you'll be like, uh, I had this dream where Louis apologized. What does that mean? Like, yeah. you want Louis to fucking apologize. <laughs> like, that's what it fucking means. And he did on his show. I heard it. It was great. Yeah. Um, it, no, like, uh, so the other day you had a dream, and I want to tell you what it, what it was. I, I want to tell. You, you guys probably heard it. It might have been the... It was the Andy recently? Dick. It was the oh, Andy oh, the Dick. End, okay, it was the Andy Dick live ago, yeah. show, and you go, oh, really? uh, you go. I uh, uh, had this dream. I, my my brother's killing on stage, um, and uh, and and then my mother comes, and I'm mad that my brother's killing on stage, and my mother comes out and throws candy at me. Good and plenty's. Good right? and plenty's yeah, yeah, at me. Yeah. I mean, what? That's so fucking obvious. <laughs> What? Your mother, your mother is throwing candy. That's the ideal fucking thing that any man would want. Like, that's, that is the most picturesque thing in the world. Your mother is throwing. It's so obvious. You. But my mother would be doing it so she wouldn't eat it. That, see, that's it. Okay, well, let me, let me tell right. you what I think okay. it is. You took a long time to maybe have some success. Yeah. And so now... The fucking candy is the success, and your mother's saying, shut the fuck up and be fucking happy. Take the candy. Well, what's my brother doing killing then? Because that's so, okay, the brother is, is everybody else, when you look around and go, oh, fuck that guy. That guy's fucking better than me. Uh, that's, that's the brother. And because it's your brother, it's that much closer, and it's that much fucking, like, okay, okay. cut to your soul. Yeah. And uh, I just, that just blew me away. So. Well, you're and I, I can't, I can't really like accept any kind of good either. Yeah. So, like, I have a really, really pretty wife and uh, and nice kids. Yeah. And uh, not pretty, very nice. She's very pretty. You know, I mean, that's I didn't mean to she's say that pretty. she's pretty. I remember her. But she's very, she's beautiful. And and and, uh, and um, and I, 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 I can't stand them. I mean, I, I hate them so much. Actively, like, do you say this to them, or do you just no, stuff all this? No, I keep, I keep quiet. <laughs> What do you think that's about? Because wait, because no, I, I do love them. I obviously, I obviously love them, and I fu- my fucking wife's boss is going listening to this. So please, let's be clear. I love my wife and my two children. I fucking want to run out the door every day. Really? Yeah. You know you can do that. <laughs> See, I look at your life and I say like you're on the road and whatever, and I'm like. I've, I wish I could just fucking go and do that, but it's, it's not me because I can't stand going into the improv at like 10.30. And... That's not the road. That's down the street. Yeah, whatever. Even worse. Yeah. 
I can't stand going in and like. Well, you always were like. People. If I can say a few things about you, you you were always a very raw and troubled kid, and like <laughs> like I, I you you came into comedy sort of around the side. I remember first seeing you down the lower side. I remember side. the first time I met you. What happened? Okay, so I go into Luna Lounge. Yeah, and uh, I had done. I had like been doing some characters and yeah. like. You did yeah. one character it was like a preacher or yeah, something. Yeah, I did a character. And it well, did... you were yelling on sweaty and your hair was yeah, longer. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it was dumb shit. Right. And, uh, and I watched you on stage, yeah. and you did really well. Huh. And then you were at the bar, yeah. and I had never said a fucking word to you. Because yeah. you were Mark Marin and you were kind of a big deal. Not really. I was a you big were then. Dick. You were then. You were... All right, go ahead. I don't know if you were, whatever. And you just, you looked up at me, and you go, mm. there he is, the Lower East Side Sensation. I did? Yeah, and I had had like maybe one good show. That's ridiculous. Had, yeah, like two or three good That's shows. That's condescending and horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't, and then uh, from that moment on, yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, that's that's what a comedian is. I'm like, that's that's it. I get it. Like that's how I'm going to be from now on. <laughs> a dick? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I mean, I, you taught me a lot. <laughs> and then one time one time I was on stage, I was on stage downtown. Yeah, yeah. This is like a couple years ago, and I was fucking bombing really bad. I remember that hipster show. crowd. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, they hate me. But uh, you decided they hated you. you know, before hipsters you hate me. You decided that. I remember I that hipsters. show. I remember it, that show. It, it, you psyched yourself this out. Is what you said to me, I got off stage, and you go, uh, and I didn't want you to say anything to me, but of course you did. And you go, uh, you go, you gave up out there. <laughs> Oh, I was, I was kind of hoping he would have said exactly the same thing to you again, but more sarcastically. <laughs> yeah, that would there have been he great. is. The the sensation. And I wanted to say to you, I didn't give up. I did all the jokes. I had no more jokes. I had nothing else to, to do. No, but here's what you want me. Do you mind if I talk a little inside baseball? What? Excuse us. What happened was, yeah, like you have a style where, for some reason, throughout your entire career, you've completely decided, and I think it's conscious, to disregard timing. And <laughs> see now that that blows my mind because I really didn't think that. I, that you are like really, I'm being dead honest. I consider myself to have pretty good timing. I, right, mean, right. I mean, no, I don't, but I mean, I've never, no one's ever told me this, so thank you. What, no, see, now I feel like I did a bit. I feel, no, I want to hear. I want to hear. This is like the third in a string of shitty things I've said to you. But that's who you are. Like, that's who you are. Like, like listen, my, that's who you are. And I, and I listen to the podcast. Yes, Michael Showalter's a dick. But, but like, that story. Like, I didn't say that. I didn't say that either. Like, he, Michael like, Showalter, no, this is he, what I want to say about Michael Showalter. He's difficult. Like, Michael Showalter saw that guy on the train. <laughs> that's and that's he, a diplomatic word for dick. No, 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 no. <laughs> My, no, no, no. My, Michael Showalter is one of my favorite comedians. What? He is. He is. I like Michael Showalter. I love Michael Showalter. Sorry. And that guy saw Michael Showalter on the train, and he was bummed out with his experience with Michael Showalter. He got the best Michael Showalter. Like, that's the one we all get. Like, that's, that's it. Here's, I, he let, wasn't me, let, being me try a to, let me try to redefine what I said. You get out on stage and you start yelling immediately. I know that trick. Like, you know, and, and then, like, you know, it's, it's daunting. You're daunting, all right? There's no coddling. There's no, like, hey, how are you? Yeah, it's yeah. just like you, like you come out and you're like, yeah. And then, and then naturally, like, like, how does this feel? Yeah. Right. So, like, normally a room full of people would be like, whoa, what the fuck? And then it just keeps going, Jason. 
So, <laughs> like, there's no beat for them to sort of like, oh, it's an act. Oh, it's funny. It's like, what is, how come he's mad? You know, and... But that's, 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 I know that's bad. No, it's not bad. But it's what's, just, where's the timing? Where, how is my timing bad? I really want to learn. No, this is great. I've never taken you, a stand-up class. Probably should have. I think you have good timing, but it's just okay, that, like, okay. in, in, in the moment, like, when that night when I said you gave up and you said you didn't give up, the way that you give up is that you don't pace yourself. You're right. just sort of like, you did all my jokes. It, that's what you said. I did all my jokes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you did all your jokes very quickly with that. Once you decided they weren't working, you, you left no time in between them. You didn't look at the audience. You paced around. And I was like, you who wants got to fight? Up. <laughs> Huh? And then I was like, I fucking was basically like, who wants to fucking fight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when the set doesn't go well, I'm like, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. I, yeah. You don't understand. Like, literally, I just saw it happen. It's like, boom, first joke. Rah, 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 rah. Nothing. Then it, I, I saw it happen. You went, well, then fuck you. I'm going to do this to the floor. And then you just, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to harness this somehow and, and make it... I've been hoping you would do that for 20 years. <laughs> I can't. I what? I can't do it. I, it's too late. This is, this is too late right now. If stand-up was at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I'd be great. Yeah? We need more gigs around 3.30. I think, you, no, I, I think you're great. You're very passionate. Jacob you're... Dylan. Jacob Dylan. Okay, one other thing. I'm sorry. I'll let you go. No, no. It's your time. What about Jacob Dylan? I talked to him. That was a... That was fucking fascinating. Did you guys like the Jacob Dylan interview? That was tricky. I love Jacob Dylan. I actually yeah. like his music. That was like Ali Frazier. Yeah. Was it? That, that interview was, I thought like, I was in the locker room after. I was like, man, Marin was fucking in there. Fucking, fucking, <laughs> damn. I'm like, get him. Fucking pound him. He's, get it out of him. We want to hear about Bob Dylan. We want to hear about Bob Dylan. Tell us about So, and I know, I know what you were doing. Like you, you went about it the right way. Like you were so good, Mark. You went about it the right way. You were like, you were like, I'm not gonna fucking talk about Bob Dylan right away. I'm gonna fucking talk about my guitars because I play guitar, and a lot of comics don't play. Let's see Louie play guitar. Yeah. And I'm going to rope him in with the guitars, and then I'll get in there. He'll trust me. We'll talk about Bob Dylan. <laughs> but what fucking Jacob Dylan did, he fucking, he fucked you so hard. He fucked you so hard. He was such a dick. You start talking about guitars. Like, okay, Mark, good yeah, job. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, run yeah. the show. I'm like, good so work, good work. Get fucking yeah. rope him in. Yeah, yeah. Get him going. Yeah. You're a musician, Mark. Yeah, right? yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it, yeah. And, and Jacob Dylan's like, I wouldn't use that kind of guitar yeah. to do that kind of song. Yeah. And you were like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then you said, then you said, you go, you go, you said the most simple thing that I think every single person in here can agree with. Yeah. You said, Johnny Cash, stripped down, is pretty great. <laughs> right. Can we all agree, everyone who speaks English in here, that Mark is correct yeah. in that... Johnny Cash stripped down just his voice. Uh. It's fucking awesome. Right? And <laughs> what does Jacob Dylan say? 
Oh, uh, I think it's kind of a trick, actually. I mean, if you're into that kind of... If you like lying to people... Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Like he thought that, that, that Rick Rubin had taken advantage of him. And yeah, yeah, Rick Rubin but took advantage of him. But that was very revealing, that whole thing. Like, like you don't know how, long, how much I obsessed on that interview because, like, I, I knew... Like, I like the Wallflowers, all right? And I think he's a talented kid. Yeah, I do. And, and, and the thing is, like... Like, with my interviews, sometimes, like, what I get hung up on, like, the moments that I get hung up on, like, are, 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 are quick. But to me, they're like, that's it. I've, 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 I've done it. You know, in that moment where, like, I didn't kind of call him out on it, but where he said, when he, with his experience working with Rick Rubin, that all Rick Rubin, like, he has a problem with vulnerability. He's, you yeah. know, he's a guarded dude. So, so there were a couple moments in there that were the, the best moment for me was when I got him to at least say that he called his father sometimes. And then the first thing yeah. was like, you know, yeah, if I have an accounting issue or whatever. And then... <laughs> yeah, he called him right, for Right, right, right. And then I'm like, when we're talking about songwriting, so I'm like, well, you must talk to your dad about that. Uh, and he goes, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, I talk to him. And I go, do you understand him? <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. Right, right. And he goes, yeah, we got a shorthand. I'm like, I read his book. And, and then he goes, and then when I said that, the chords thing, and he's like, oh, the whole three, the number three thing. He's like, yeah, I mean, he gets it. Like, there was a moment there where then I, I was like, okay, that, that's it. That's the dynamic. But I really didn't know, ultimately, whether he was protecting himself or the, the, the myth of his father. Because, like, it's such a complicated... I obsessed about this, like, as if I were in a, in a, in a college mythology course. <laughs> like, in my mind, if you're Bob Dylan's kid... Why the fuck would you ever pick up a guitar? You know what I mean? Like, like what kind of Oedipal challenge is that? For the rest of your fucking life, you're going to be battling the fucking mountain? Like, you're, like, you're not even Sisyphus. You're not even going to get a rock. You're just going to be sitting there going, if I had a rock, you know, I could roll it up here and, 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 it had, and roll it down again. Yeah. So it was just, to me, it was like, I wish it, like, I don't... Uh, okay. He shut that down right became, away. He, he shut that down about... That, look, once I got him talking about his bar mitzvah, he became a person to me. <laughs> you know, like, like, once, like, once you start to realize, like, you know, whatever we think of these celebrities, you know, it's just like, they're, at some point, they're just people. And also, I don't know that I, even if I, if I you know, had done the research properly, I could have brought up, you know, who the hell knows, you know, how they grew up. He certainly wasn't going to talk about that. And I don't think the last thing anyone, you know, who wants to hear, like, you know, he was, Bob Dylan was a dick or, like, or what he was, yeah. or God forbid Bob Dylan was just a, say that. a regular person. You know, yeah. no one wants to believe that. Well, I like that. what you said, actually. I didn't think of that, that he was, he was protecting the myth. Maybe. Maybe that's what he was doing. And again, I like Jacob Dylan a lot. I like his music. And I, I couldn't imagine being Bob Dylan's son. I can't even be my fucking father's son. My, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't imagine being my son is really what I'm trying a, to say. It's a problem being a son in general because you yeah. still got to deal with that dick. You, you know, like, like you're going to have to reckon with that, that thing that your I, dad is. I worry about fucking my kids up all the time. You did already. Thing. It's I know. done. <laughs> There's no way. How old are they? I went How old are they? Seven and four. It's over. You I fucked went, them up. Mark. You're, whatever you're worried about, it's fucking done. Whatever you tried to protect them from, they absorb like little sponges because you can't hide your heart. So that's what's going to happen. What? I wish I had a gun. I wish I had a fucking gun right now. No, you don't need a I went, gun. I You're just going to have to take it when it comes back at you. Your karma will be leveled at you, Jason. You're, you will pay for your selfishness. That's true. I went into my son's uh, um, school, and uh, they, everyone's got writing on the wall, like little things. And, yeah. and the thing said, uh, 
Um, uh, um, I love my daddy. Uh, he's trying not to yell as much. <laughs> and, and Mark, 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 yell, yell is spelled yill. Yeah, Y-E-L. He's trying not to yell, yell as much. Yell as much. That must have been a proud moment with the, with the other parents. Hey, where's my sons? Oh, it's right. Oh. It is spelled Y-E-L. Oh! Hey, I don't hit my kids. I don't hit my kids. <laughs> Where is that little dumb fuck? Oh, God. Jason Nash, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want to move down? All right. I'm very excited about this next guy because, like, sometimes I don't know if he's nuts or not. Um, he uh, he was on SNL. He was on Mad TV. He was uh, he's at Tasty Jeff on Twitter. He wanted to be, he wanted that to be part of it. Jeff Richards, ladies and gentlemen. new smile I'm working on. That's a new smile you're working see on? a new smile I'm working How's on. How's it going? Is it working all Can right? I see how it works? Yeah. This is the new one. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it feel uncomfortable? It's making me uncomfortable. It's good to see you. Good to see you. I think when we met at the comedy store, um, you were in turmoil. Does that happen a lot? Uh, you know, waves. <laughs> I have waves of turmoil. I just, well, how long ago was that? There was different moments where, like, I, I, I never, I didn't really. You know, know, I used to get stoned a lot, and I stopped smoking pot. So I always had the thing where I smoke pot, and I look like I'm on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, I saw you, and, and you were like, you were kind of manic, and you, you know, you had a lot, you had a lot of things to say. And then, like, then like six months later, you're like, I'm making a record. I'm singing now. Right, that, right. Was that you or was it my mistake? No, that's right. <laughs> I have two albums out. Yeah. You sing? Yeah. Legitimately? No, not legitimately. <laughs> you know, I like to do the comedy songs. You know, every now and then you think you're a pop star. Sure. And that's How'd kinda, that pan out? It's, I'm on my third album. <laughs> <laughs> you do, like... You're like one of the only guys that was on Mad TV and and uh, and SNL. I read the wiki thing, but like I, I saw the list of an impressions that you do, and I want to take advantage of that. Can Let's I do that? Okay. Absolutely. Is that all right with you? Sure. I would like you to perhaps interview me for a few minutes as Charlie Rose. All right. <clears throat> Talk about what you do. I mean, take me through you. I mean, you do a thing up and down, round and round. I mean, give me a sense of what. I, d- I do comedy. I do. You stand-up. do comedy, but comedy is a variation of humor and of <laughs> algorithms of. I mean, that means who? <laughs> are, you, are you asking me who my my heroes? I are? mean, who is the thing that does the what? <laughs> I mean, bring me all the way around <laughs> so that I can look out a window. <laughs> I, d- I do stand up on a stage. You do it a bit of a hit. It. <laughs> I mean, and that is what? I'm in a stage, you're up top of a thing, the wood's underneath. <laughs> Give me a sense of trees. <laughs> Charlie Rose, very good. I'm good at it. Okay, so 
doing the smile again for people listening. So I've been sort of, I've fallen into a uh, Gene Wilder impression. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't have the inflection right, but I have the tone right. Um, I did it for Mel Brooks, which was not a great idea. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Trying it out on him. Right, but like, you know, school me on, can, do you, you do a Gene Wilder. Sure. Okay, do you want to just do it, or should I ask you a question? How do you how do, you do it? How do I set up? An, an I mean, give me a sense of, <laughs> I mean, it is... <laughs> Uh, I like to do Gene Wilder from Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Behind this door. Some of your dreams have become fantasies. Some of your fantasies become dreams. But you can't tell your mother. Yes, 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 yes. Good, fine, on we go. How, how, like, like when, when, I, when, I, when I went through the list with you backstage, you're, and I was just reading these names of people that you've done in your life, you're like, yes, yes, I can do that one, I can do that one. Now, what, do you, are these like songs you play? Do you just, how do you mold your fucking head and everything into just doing impression? Is there some, is there a lesson I can learn? Because I'd like to do impressions. <laughs> well, it's just, I, basically, it's just making fun of someone. Right. That's how it's, so, so it's really... <laughs> Well, you can grab onto, that. you know? Yeah. You know, like with Gene Wilder, it's sort of like he's just talking about Richard in the old days, you yeah. know, Richard Pryor. And, you know, it's like, well, Richard, he did a lot of things. <laughs> I remember one time he was doing cocaine off a stripper's asshole. <laughs> I was drinking Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, okay. So yeah. it's the, it's like, yes, good, what, no, maybe, ha. <laughs> it's that angle. It's the pace and, and the then build. And then the calm, like, well, I mean, I'd like to have fish. <laughs> yeah. I could eat some fish. <laughs> now, all right, so Dustin Hoffman, I, I can do impressions for one word usually. Okay. Like, I have a one word impression of David Tell. Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> like,. What? Well, I'm, Hoffman is um, is sort of like. A <laughs> <laughs> I find you very attractive. <laughs> I find you very, very attractive, and I want to make passion love you for hours and hours and hours and hours. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Just him telling a story is like, yeah, yeah. we the <clears throat> long hallway. <laughs> Went up to the door, tried to open the door, won't open. <laughs> I go to I go to I go to the next door, try to open try to open the door, won't open. <laughs> you know. Do you do you do it in front of the mirror or do you do it in front of the TV? Do you or do, do you ever walk along and it's like you're, it's born in you? Like you like oh shit I can do dust. Do you do it in front of the TV? Do you do it in front of a door? Or is it like born in you? Or do you just look at a guy and do a thing? Um, Mark like that. I don't know how it starts. 
It's, uh, it's like, it's amazing that, like, because when I was a kid, you'd watch TV, and, like, the impressions were always, like, the fucking best. Like, you know, it, it makes you, it, like, what, when I first saw Rich Little, you're like, oh, my God, that's fucking amazing. I think, why is it so exciting? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's, a, I don't know. I mean... It's a weird question. Uh, people like characters. I mean, again, I think people like to laugh at people that are... Uh, that are being impersonated. It's when like was the first time like, you did it? Probably like when I was in... Well, I, I think when I was early, I, was, I would impersonate my uh, uncle. Yeah. You know. Do you still do that one? Yeah, I do that one. Because he... Like my uncle, act? like... Huh? Like in your act? I, I should start doing this one in my act, but it's so... It's like kind of morbid. Uh, <laughs> because it's like... He did methamphetamines and like had a brain aneurysm. <laughs> so like... He was deaf and in a, he was deaf and in a wheelchair, and he always thought I had cigarettes. So he would he'd be like, but and, and when I didn't have them because I was fucking six, he thought I was holding out on him, you know. So he'd be like, "Hey man, grab a cigarette. Come on, man. Am I talking too loud?" <laughs> Just give me a cigarette. <laughs> that's a that's a beautiful. That almost makes you cry a little bit. Yeah, the whole scene makes you cry. Sure. Did you do your parents too? Uh, not r- really. No. Well, my dad was my dad was a little bit like Charlie Rose. Oh, really? Well, he would like, when he was driving, he would be like, "Shit, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> shit." Cocksucker! Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the car in front of him. Cocksucker! <laughs> I, I feel like I should do a sad impression. No. This is my father, who's bipolar. This is not going to go over well. Do it. No, it's too, it's too... You have to do it now. Okay. This is my father. Um, let's, let's make it... Uh, okay, I pick up the phone. Uh, I like I'll call him. All right. Let's see. Here's how it go. I'm like, Hey, Dad. It's Mark. How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, you, oh, No, I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm like, you, you don't sound good. No, no, I'm alright. I'm like, Okay. So, uh, so I'm just checking in on you. I don't want to live anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so you planning on what? What are you going to do about it? You're like I don't know, I don't know. And I'm like, uh, don't forget about me. And I'm like, I won't, I won't. You're going to be all right. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. I, you thought Jeff's was morbid, huh? Jeff thought his was morbid. No, I mean, but, you know, the thing is, like, after a while, I mean, as sad as that is, you know, it goes in cycles, and he still hasn't fucking done anything about that. <laughs> so, after a while, you, it, the saddest thing about being involved with someone who's emotionally disrupted is eventually you just got to sort of detach from it. And, you know, you're like, how you doing, Dad? I'm good. All right. Good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> you, do you still want to live? No, not really. Okay. All right. Uh, you still taking your vitamins? Oh, yeah, I'll take my vitamins. See, that's always the tell. <laughs> if he were really going to fucking do himself in why would he be taking vitamins 
That's all I'm saying. That's my one-man show. I, I just wanted to pitch that out to you. That's a, it's called I'm Good. All right, so all right, wait, there's a couple more I want to do because I, I, like, I just like making you be a dancing monkey, I guess. Louis Anderson, but can you make it creepy? Well, there's only one way to do it. Yeah. Well, my whole thing, when he was on The Family Feud, it looked like they wouldn't give him water. Remember? <laughs> He'd be interviewing the guest all yeah. on his last leg. So where are you from, huh? <laughs> You ever go swimming when you're in Florida? I'm dying. Top of me, I'm probably swimming. I'm telling many people. Show me water. I'm dying. I got to meet him too, and it was like, I got to do like five minutes of stand up before the show. And then he brought me back to his dressing room. Yeah. And, uh, and he'd be like, You want some Diet Coke? <laughs> <laughs> you want some Diet Coke? And he had cases of it just stacked up there. You can have a case of it if you want. <laughs> want some cigarettes? <laughs> I'm dying. Did you do <laughs> Did you do? Did you do the impression for him? Yeah, yeah, and he let me open for him in uh, Las Vegas. And after the show, he and I did it in my act. And after the show, he's like, "You, you can do it longer if you want. <laughs> you can just keep going and going. You want Diet Coke? <laughs> it's so creepy. All right, Gary Busey. All right." <clears throat> <laughs> I was in the parking lot of a Frito-Lay factory getting a hand job from what I hope was a circus clown. AIDS walk. You can't walk AIDS off. You gotta run it off. Alright, All right, Gary Shanley. Are we even doing an interview? <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? Why is he looking? Why am I looking at me like that? <laughs> I look like a fish. <laughs> you want a diet coke? All right, let's talk about the. Um, so, like, I, you know, anybody who's been on SNL for any amount of time uh, has to. So, what happened over there, man? It's a very competitive system. Um, How long were you on? Three years. Really? Yeah. That's a that's a pretty long haul. Yeah. Did you did you get fired or? I got fired. Mm. Yeah. What happened over there? You know, you never know why you're fired. Robert Smigel always said you, there's never one reason why you get fired. Um, but I, I really think it's probably generating the content was the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and when I was about to go on the show, Daryl Hammond was going through a whole thing. and One of his things? You know, just, you know, 
sober, not sober kind yeah. of thing. And um, so I was kind of going to be like the replacement, but then he just didn't go anywhere. <laughs> he didn't leave. <laughs> you were in the batter's box. Yeah, so I don't know. It was a little bit of that stuff. And it probably, you know, I think for a stand-up to be in that environment, too, is, you know, you're not trained. I mean, groundlings, you, you have, most of groundlings is, I think, interacting with people and different cast members and writers and idiosyncrasies yeah. that people have. Yeah. Stand-ups are just on their own. Gypsies. You, you just think you're the shit. <laughs> and, uh, and you get there, and it's like, you know, you're not. <laughs> you're not the shit. So you felt like that? Like you know, there it might have been that. And then yeah. I did get in a fight with one guy there. So Which guy? I can't say. I yeah. really can't say. Like a, a performer? Producer. A producer. Yeah, Lorne Michaels. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of him. <laughs> Did you get in a fight with him? Uh, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. You're the only guy that has that story. I, I can't tell you how many people I've asked that question, and they are diplomatic, loving. They talk about Lorne as if he's a, an incarnation of Buddha that was nothing but a, a gen, gentle father figure to them. Well, he does smell great. <laughs> That's he really does smell great. Yeah. And he looks great. Yeah, but there was never a moment where he shot evil into your brain? <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit. <laughs> no. No. All right. I mean, I don't know. No, wait, all right, I'm not pressing you. I'm just trying to... I'm have... dying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do Kevin Spacey. All right. I think Kevin Spacey is he doesn't move his face, you know? <laughs> He's, like, defiant about it. You're like, I'm not going to move my face. I'm going to keep it just like this. <laughs> Absolutely, positively still. <laughs> know what I call it? Spacey face. <laughs> um, Who's your favorite one to do? Um, like what, I'd like you know, to like, do Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, well, you do like fun. And Charlie Rose is fun, because he, he really doesn't ever stop with the question. <laughs> you know? And the yeah. guest is always like... I <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I mean, give me a sense of what. <laughs> okay, I'll just answer my own question. <laughs> uh, uh, what are some other ones? I, I don't know. Like, I used to love to do Ozzy Osbourne. No. You know, it's like a. That's it. <laughs> Jeff Richards, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give them all a round of applause. You guys can go. And I'm going to bring Jim out here. Thank you so much. Jeff Richards, Jason Nash, Matt Kirshen, Christina Pavitsky. Now, we like to end the show. What are you going to do? What are you doing? What's going on? Ah, damn it. It went long again, huh? It's all right. It's always my pleasure to bring out this next performer. Do I have a, is there a script for me, or do I just sit here? What? Okay. 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 <laughs> Please welcome Jim Earl to the stage. Jim Earl. Thank you so much. It's a great honor being here, uh, wherever the where fuck I am right yeah. now. But you're gonna do uh, the you're gonna do the obituaries, the remembrances. Yeah, yeah. I got. Do you want to talk a little first, or? I, I can do impressions. I got the three great impressions. Okay. This is uh, Edward Platt, the chief on uh, Get Smart. Yeah. 
Max. Okay. <laughs> What's the next one? Uh, this is uh, Joseph Cotton. Oh, from, from Orson Welles movies. For, from uh, Citizen Kane. Okay. Uh, for Star Kiss Tuna. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, Charlie never knew the real meaning of love. <laughs> he just wanted everyone to love him. <laughs> love me, I'm Charles Foster Tuna. <laughs> Say, you wouldn't happen to have a cigar on you, would you? <laughs> A lot of pretty nurses around. Hey, nurse! Oh, nurse! Uh, oh, uh, uh, Rosebud? Yeah, that was uh, Marion Davies' uh, uh, Punami. Hey, nurse! <laughs> I enjoyed that the film students had a, had a nice laugh. Yeah. Right, right. Such a, the laughs were genuine and deep from uh -huh. about 15 people. That made the connection. The rest of you should really see it. It's really one of the best movies ever made. The greatest. The yeah, greatest a movie. lot of people think it's the greatest uh, movie. You uh, think that? I do. I think it's a great. I, you know, I can never stop watching. I cry every time I, I watch. Really? It. Yeah, it's just about lost youth, your innocence, your uh -huh. childhood, and everything. Uh -huh. And greed and complete. Gre right, greed. Sort of. But it's all about loss. Okay. And about Marion Davies. Boom. Yeah. Again, just people who read <laughs> Kenneth Angers. Is there a third impression before? Yeah, my dad. Okay. My dad uh, driving mm -hmm. in this Pontiac uh, station wagon on vacation. Okay. Uh, and he, he misses the exit. Okay. And he's driving along, and, he, and the exit goes by, and he misses it. Son of a bitch! <laughs> God damn it! Son of a that's it that's very good that's very good I think all of our dads seem to have that yeah right do you want to plug the book first and then again at the end sure sure okay. it's, uh, it's the book uh, of obituaries morning remembrance it's got a lot of uh, you know a collection of uh, obituaries of real people yeah. who, who died yeah and now we're going to do some can we, have, can we have the music please thank you General uh, H. Norman Schwarzkopf Oil Man. H. Norman Schwarzkopf, the general who became famous for restoring pride to Americans by reminding them what it was like to crush a nation armed with shitty weapons and even shittier troops, <laughs> is dead of heart failure after a chunk of plaque failed to meet a UN deadline to leave its left ventricle. <laughs> The Burley General had been living in Florida for several years in quiet retirement, aside from some embarrassing episodes when tourists thought he was a manatee and tried to feed him cabbage. <laughs> Once when asked why his troops called him Stormin' Norman, he replied, because it rhymes with Norman. <laughs> I don't know, get the fuck out of my face. He was kind of funny that way. Mm -hmm. Schwarzkopf was treated for prostate uh, cancer in uh. 1993 and became a national spokesman for campaigns against the, the disease. Unfortunately, those campaigns usually involved massive aerial bombardment, <laughs> followed by a brutal two-pronged commando assault thrusting deep up the patient's ass. Like right up his ass. Right up his that's ass. Two-pronged. Yeah. Thrusting. That's, that's the funny part of that. Brutal yeah. assault. 
Schwarzkopf. Yeah, no, I liked it. I liked it. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Schwarzkopf requested his remaining life force be run out of Kuwait. (laughs) Boxed into a kill zone and systematically incinerated on the highway of death. Along with a busload of women and children. Okay. So a lot, a lot of is a, uh, a profound political message in that obituary. A uh, p- political uh, message, uh, a fat joke, mm-hmm. and, and, a, a, and an ass rape joke. Ass rape joke. Yeah, you and, mix it up. Great man, you really hit all the fucking <laughs> points. Who's now? Hence the book. Yeah, all of them are in there. Classics from the Morning Sedition show, where is where I worked with Jim. Years and years ago. Oh, what a time that was! Oh, man. And then we did that show together here. That was difficult. But you know, it was okay. We got we we bonded. We worked hard, and he only yelled at me once. He only yelled at me once. But you, after you yelled at me, right? I don't even remember what that was about. You called me a cunt. Remember? <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, I was in the parking garage after the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you called me a cunt. <laughs> you never apologized for that did, either. Did I? I did, right? Yeah, you called me a cunt. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. Man. No, I am sorry. I got over it. Yeah. I you can get tell. over things I like can, that. I can tell you got over it. <laughs> Fucking cunt. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was a joke, cunt. I know that. I know that. All right. I can see that. These waters are free, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? I got Hillhauser. I don't know who that is. He- <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be great, then. It's too soon? How, wait, wait, tell me. What, how, who, what? Hugh Hauser, he did, did those uh, wonderful, uh, you know, yeah, California's Gold shows. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. It's fresh. Go. Hugh Hauser, he went avocado picking with a dog. <laughs> Hugh Hauser, the iconically jovial star of public television's California's Gold, is now, ironically, under six feet of California's dirt. <laughs> when he first learned he had cancer, the folksy travel guide reportedly shoved a microphone in the doctor's face and asked him how much the MRI machine weighed. <laughs> Witnesses who found his body were heard to exclaim, Oh my gosh! And holy cow! <laughs> He said those things a lot. I'm getting it, I'm getting it. Doctors refused to reveal any more details about his death other than to say he probably won't be getting amazed by anything anymore. <laughs> Friends say Hauser probably could have survived longer had he not taken so much time out from chemotherapy to do a month-long series on lint. <laughs> he was amazed by just a little thing. <laughs> yeah, here and there. yeah. Family members can console themselves with the thought that Hauser is, and his microphone are now up in heaven interviewing, ah, who am I fooling? He, he's lost forever in the dark void of nothingness. We are, we're all doomed to inhabit once our bodies succumb to the inevitable ravages of mortality. He went avocado picking with a dog! <laughs> Hauser requested a portion of his ashes be dumped into the great system of California aqueducts so his remains can trace the route the water t- follows through the huge pipes, tunnels, canals, and pumping plants, and along the way, meet the men and women who are carrying on the proud tradition of bringing water to the Southern California. Great so, job, Jim. I'm you, sorry man. about the cunt thing. 
Jim Earl, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. I'm going to throw this out. I got a Boomer Live shirt and extra large. Oh, what happened? All right. I've got a WTF roast. I got to go in the center, man. And I got another, another Just Coffee thing. There you go. And I got a few things out there. You've been a great audience. Thank you for coming. This has been live WTF from the Trippany House at the Steve Allen Theater. Start the music. Keep it going for my guests, Jim Earl, Christina Fabinski, Matt Kirshen, Jason Nash, Jeff Richards. Adios. Boomer lives! Yeah.